All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Big E. Ian McNaughton here. Uh, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the MLB playoffs. Uh, I'm going to have my NBA Finals pick uh, completed, and I'm going to discuss a little bit about some football if I have the time here. Uh, currently, I'm recording this at 11.30, Tuesday night. Uh, it's, it's a late night, but, you know, it's all manageable. Um, and yes, I am aware that some of the MLB playoffs were starting today, the wild card series. I was watching some of that today. Um, that was some good fun, I thought. Uh, so let me get down to it. So we'll start in the American League just to give you the matchups. The Tampa Bay Rays are playing the Toronto Blue Jays. That's the one versus eight seed in the AL American League. Uh, the two versus seven seed is the Oakland A's and the Chicago White Sox. The three versus six matchup is the Minnesota Twins and the Houston Astros. And then the four versus five matchup is the Cleveland Indians versus the New York Yankees. That's on the AL side. On the NL side, we have the LA Dodgers playing the Milwaukee Brewers, the Atlanta Braves playing the Cincinnati Reds, the Chicago Cubs playing the Miami Marlins, and the San Diego Padres taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, in case you don't know, all of these games are going to be taking place at the home venue of the higher seeded team. So basically teams one through four in each um, league, so American League and National League, they are hosting. So Tampa, Oakland, Mini, uh, Cleveland, uh, the Dodgers, Braves, Cubs, and Padres are all hosting. These are going to be best of three games. And then we will move to the divisional series sometime this week, I would think, probably um, in the weekend. Uh, I have to take a look. I don't know. The, I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but we will move from the wild card, the best of three, to the divisional, which is a best of five. Those are going to take place in different venues uh, throughout Texas uh, and California. So either LA, San Diego, Houston, or Arlington, Texas is where the divisional championship and World Series games are going to be held, with the World Series taking place at the new Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. Uh, so that's kind of the, the rundown, the regular play. It's kind of the regular playoffs, but not really. Um, you know, you still have your best of five. You still have your uh, best of seven World Series. Um, World Series are going to take place in Texas. So that's going to be really interesting. But I'm going to go through every matchup. I'm going to give you kind of some MVPs, some uh, previews of each series and what team I like uh, in regards to baseball. So, Let's start with the AL. Let's start with the Rays and the Blue Jays. I'm going to get that right off the bat. Uh, the Blue Jays are a really popular team in Canada for obvious reasons. They're big with our base because we are located in Canada, Vancouver to be exact. Um, so the Rays play the Blue Jays. The Rays and Blue Jays are in different stages of where they want to be. So the Rays are... I think both teams are kind of hitting where they want to be, but the Blue Jays are still rebuilding. Uh, I think people thought they were going to be a wild card team this year just because of how the playoff nature was set up for this season. Uh, they added two more teams to the playoffs from each league. So now you have um, every two, the top two teams in each division make it, as well as another team, uh, which would be a wild card. Uh, so two wild cards make it from the AL and the NL. Um, the Rays are very much a Moneyball analytics team. Uh, their MVP this year was Brandon Lowe, second baseman. He had a 362 on base percentage, 14 home runs, 37 RBIs. Solid guy. Um, you know, 
hitting wise, they don't really do a whole lot that really excites you. They get the they had the second most walks in baseball this year with the two hundred forty three. That's interesting, but their strikeouts really concerning. Strikeouts they had six hundred and eight, which is the most in baseball. Um, you know, their team ERA this year was three fifty six. Um, that's third best in baseball. Fourth most, fourth least walks, 168. Uh, so the pitching's really good. They have really, really good starting pitching. Um, Blake Snell, who pitched game one, because game one already happened today, the Rays won 3-1. Blake Snell from Seattle, Washington, incredible pitcher. Love him. If you don't know him, get to know Blake's, Blake Snell. He's on Twitch, too. Go add, go follow or add or however you do Twitch. Go follow Blake Snell on Twitch. Really funny guy. Really cool dude. Um, you know, Tyler Glass, that was a guy I really like. There was a really interesting video done last year in the playoffs when the Rays took on the Houston Astros in the ALDS. And Glassnow, I believe, started game five. And they were showing how he might have been tipping his pitches against the Astros. Now, we don't know if this is just the Astros cheating or they know where he was tipping his pitches. Glassnow's a really good pitcher. Glassnow, Blake Snell, Ryan Yarbo, really, really cool left-handed pitcher. I, I, I'm i 90% sure he's left-handed. Last I checked, he was. Um, yeah, left 6'5", 205, lefty. Really cool dude. Um those are your three guys. The Blue Jays have to beat those three guys most likely. I mean, Charlie Morton, they might go, but I I would think it's Snell, Glasnow, and Yarbo. I have to take a, take a look. But the Rays just need the starting pitchers to eat it. It's just those are your that that those are your probably your most valuable guys. Your most valuable um, unit are your starting pitchers for the Rays and. If you can get those guys to eat innings, get them into the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, you're you're doing great. You're doing awesome. Um, you know the, the thing with the Blue Jays though is that the Blue Jays went through a lot of injuries this year. Their pitching's not that great. The key with the Blue Jays is getting the young core going, getting Vladdy Guerrero Jr. going, Bo Bichette, uh, Kevin Biggio, Danny Jensen. Those are for the you know gory like those are there's four five guys that you need those guys to get hot if you're going to beat Tampa um those guys are the key to your success those guys are the face of your franchise they're the light at the end of the tunnel for this rebuild that they've been going through um you know my notes on the Blue Jays I mean Again, it's the pitching. You know, they were 32 and 28 this year. They're about a 500 team. So it, their pitching was not great. Um, you know, if I had to give an MVP award out to somebody on the Blue Jays, I don't know that it's Vladdy per se. Um, you know, Hinjiru, who was a starting pitcher they signed over the offseason, uh, he'd be a really good guy to give it to, I, I would think just because of his numbers that he posted as a starter this year, you know, he went five and two, 269 ERA, um, 72 strikeouts. He's probably the guy. And what's interesting, I, I believe he's going to get the start tomorrow on Wednesday, but today their starter was Matt Shoemaker. 
fine guy, fine pitcher, nothing wrong with him. But they pulled him early. And Charlie Montoya, who I think is a fine manager, I don't think – I wouldn't call him a great manager. I wouldn't say he's an elite manager. But he's following the analytics way too much by taking Shoemaker. I believe it was – he took him out in the fifth inning. And that's what's going to be what's going to cost – because it. I don't want to blame it in, entirely – uh, the Blue Jays losing today on Shoemaker getting pulled, but it's like you're kind of losing some momentum. He, he, he's, you know, taking the guys down on the raise. Like, he, he's, you know, getting out. He, he was not really the issue. Um, I, I would think Rue gets to start tomorrow, and that could be different. Uh, that could change things up. Don't – I. I'm not counting on the Blue Jays upsetting the Rays because this is a really good Rays team, but don't be surprised if, you know, Rue can steal them a game. And then, um, you know, Tanner Roark has not been great this year. Neither has Chase Anderson. Maybe they give it to Walker, Taiwan Walker, Robbie Ray for the for a game three potentially. Who knows? Uh, I, I would take the Rays in that one. I think the Rays are going to be really, really fun to watch. The, they they are really fun to watch. I, I love the Rays. They're not one of my favorite teams. I just love watching them. I just love the organization and how they build it and how they got shit done. Um, let's talk about another series today. The Oakland A's, well, all the American League teams play today, but the Oakland A's took on the Chicago White Sox. Um, the A's are a fascinating story as well. Everybody knows Moneyball. Everybody knows Billy Bean. Um, but the A's really frustrating 322 on base percentage. That's 15th league average 71 home runs, 18th most in baseball. Um, you know, 238 walks at seventh most, most in baseball. You know, the pitching was all right. Fifth in ERA 377. Um, but the thing with the A's is the A's are – how do I put this? I would say the A's are like the the Baltimore Ravens, if that makes – like not quite Baltimore. But the A's are built to get ahead. They're built to work the pitcher, get some early runs, and then hold on to a lead and close it out. They're not meant to come back. They're not meant to come back from deficit. And we saw today they played the Chicago White Sox in in Oakland at home in game one. The A's got down early. The A's were down, and I believe the final score was 4-1. They were getting no hit by Lucas Giotto, Giotto. How do you say his last name again? It's been so long since I've heard from him. Giolito. Uh, Giolito. Lucas Giolito. And you're down early, and the A's are just not meant to come back. The A's are not a, a team whose offense is meant is built to come back, to you know, get a two-run homer. It's meant to just work the pitcher early, get some early runs, have the pitchers hold on to their leads for them. And that's what concerns me about Oakland. Oakland – if they don't get that early run support, you saw it today. If they don't get that early run support, they're screwed. They're done. They they can be beatable. Um, you know, look out for Raymond Laureano. He's got some beautiful outfield assists. 
But I think as the rest of the team, the pitching has to be good. The offense is built to come back. And if the, if the A's do have to come back, I would be nervous about them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a bit reluctant to take the Chicago White Sox because I think there's also a, a formula method to beating them where the White Sox are a very young team. They have Tim Anderson, um, Jose Abreu. Uh, who else? Um, what's his name? Oh, fuck. Uh, I should know his name. Uh, give me a second here. Um, Juan Moncada. Moncada, Anderson, um, Jose Abreu. The thing with those guys is that Luis Robert, who arguably is AL Rookie of the Year, the thing with those guys is they love swinging at strikes. They love swinging. And if you can confuse them, I'm going to say this for a few teams just because of where baseball's at. But with the White Sox and their young players, you you can get them swinging at some really bad pitches or you can get them swinging at some stuff that they're not expecting you know throwing an off-speed pitch when they're expecting fastball vice versa the the white Sox are i i don't want to say loaded talent they have pieces they have some talent they're kind of like with the blue jays except without the notable names if that makes sense like there's something there with the white Sox. i mean they finished what was the record this year? You know, they finished 35 and 25. Like they had a better record than the Cubs did just to put things into perspective. Same thing, you know, as the number two seat in the NL, the Atlanta Braves. So there's something there with the Cubs, but that, if that's, if I'm looking at the White Sox, I'm looking at their history and I'm looking at how do I beat these guys, confuse them, take a little velocity off your fastball a little bit though. You know, if you throw a 94, Try and throw a 92. See if that confuses them. 92, 91. See if that confuses them. Don't be afraid to, you know, throw one outside. Catch them, you know, expecting something else. I'm relu- I like. I, I like this White Sox. I like the White Sox players just because they're funny. Like Tim Anderson. Again, if you don't know him, he's one of the most entertaining guys in baseball. Go follow Tim Anderson. Really cool second baseman. One of the few black pay- players that are – that's playing in the MLB right now. Really cool story with Tim Anderson. I just wonder with the White Sox if that's what does them in. It's just a lot of unnecessary strikeouts. It could be the same thing with the Oakland A's. Like, this could be a, a lot of strikeouts in two games, three games. Um, I'm going to go with the A's to come back, even though they're already down one. I, I'm going to go with the A's. I think it happens, but I don't know for sure. I don't want to, you know. Because it's going to be really, really, really disappointing for the Oakland A's if they lose to the White Sox in two games at home in the wild card series. Let's move on to the next series. Uh, the Minnesota Twins and Houston Astros. The Houston Astros are one of two teams to make the playoffs with the losing record. The other one being Milwaukee. Everybody knows Houston from the cheating scandal this offseason. It was the biggest story in baseball. Baseball actually had something worth talking about. Now, the Astros are less than 500 team. They're not great. But the key with the Astros is you can hit off them. 
their pitching has not been good this year. I think Verlander's got shut down because of injury for the rest of the year. You can smash dingers off the Houston Astros. Um, the key with the Astros, though, is they do have some good starting pitching. And we saw that today when they beat the Twins uh, because Zach Greinke is still fucking good. Like, Zach Greinke's on his, whatever, third team in three, four years. And, you know, he's still really fucking good. Like, that's what won them today. Um, but I think a bullpen is is really bad. The, the Astros' bullpen is not that good. Um, their hitters are fine, but they had a bit of a down year probably because they were cheating, obviously. That's how that works. Um, the thing – here's Minnesota is a fascinating team because Minnesota thrives on the long ball. Last year, they hit over 220, maybe 230 home runs last year. The fucking Minnesota Twins just love hitting dingers. Um, if you like dingers, if you like home runs, you watch the Minnesota Twins because they're going to hit a lot of them. But the rest, of, they like they're not a big like walks on base team. They got they had a 315 on base percentage this year, which is 20th. 186 walks as a team, 22nd. Byron Buxton, who I would possibly argue is their MVP. Maybe it's Nelson Cruz that I have as a dark horse star. But Buxton, you know, had a two wins above replacement. He only had a 267 on base percentage. You're really liking Buxton because he's got a fucking awesome arm and is a, you know, help on defense. Cruz had a 397 on base percentage. He had a 992 OPS, so that's on base plus slugging. And he got 25 walks. So Cruz is the better hitter. But he got Buxton because of his speed. And he's not a liability on defense. But the, the, thing, with, the thing with Minnesota is they're kind of the – they're not the opposite as Oakland. But they rely so much on a home run. And when you get into a, like, a pitcher like Granke, you're, not gonna, you're very rarely going to get a home run. Maybe two, if that. That's why I'm not really surprised with how today's game is going to go. I'm not sure what the probable pitchers are going to be tomorrow. Ver, like if it's Verlander, then the, the the Twins are done. But I believe Verlander is shut down for the rest of the year. Um, let's just check in here. Yeah, the Astros haven't named a starter. Um, Jose Barrios is the starter uh, for Minnesota. That that concerns me a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Minnesota comes back just because I don't know who the starter is for Houston. Um, I don't know if they know who the starter is. They have to figure out by 10 a.m. tomorrow. So we'll see what the Astros do. I'm going to say the Astros come back, but I'm not really too sure on that. That's a little sketch. Um, finally, let's round out the Yale talk with the Cleveland Indians and the New York Yankees. Um, Cleveland finished two games better than the Yankees did. However, if you saw today's score, the Yankees were not two games worse than the Indians. The Yankees won 12-3. to Garrett Cole getting a win. Shane Bieber, Indians MVP, getting destroyed today. Um, Yankees had 15 hits. Yikes. Um, 
I don't know. I, I like the Indians as a sleeper pick this year because they were the, one of the hottest teams in baseball, eight and two in their last 10 games. Um, my, my thing with the Indians is that they were just a team that just hit around. They didn't hit a lot of home runs. They didn't really get on base a whole lot. Uh, the pitching was really good, a 329 ERA, second best in baseball, threw the least amount of walks. Uh, they, had, they, they threw the most strikeouts this year. I really loved their pitching, and just today they didn't have it. Um, Jose Ramirez should get a lot of love as the third baseman. I, I just said for Cleveland, keep doing your thing. Uh, the hottest team in baseball. I said they were a dark horse. Clearly that's not the case. Um, the Yankees, I think if you've been following along, you know what the Yankees are. They love to hit the long ball. They love hitting dingers. I don't know if they're kind of a bad, bad guy. I mean, they complain a lot. Like Aaron Boone complains a lot to umpires about mundane shit. Like I think he was complaining about crowd noise outside of the, the stadium in Buffalo when they were there playing the Blue Jays. Like, Yankees are, are – I mean, people don't like the Yankees because they're the Yankees in general, but now I think they're actually becoming, like, people with real reasons to root against them. Um, Luke Voigt, I want to mention, as a dark horse star, 22 home runs, 52 RBIs as the first baseman this year, also a 991 fielding percentage. So that's something. But, yeah, the Yankees were fourth this year in on-base percentage, fifth in home runs, first in walks. Um, you know, the pitching was not – Great of 435 ERA, 14th in baseball. But Garrett Cole, man, that dude had like 13 Ks today. Electric, absolutely fantastic player is Garrett Cole. Everybody knew that. That's not surprising. The Yankees, here's the thing with the Yankees. They just got to stay healthy, which is not easy considering all the fucking injuries they've been going through the last three years. You got to pitch good you got to be able to pitch in the postseason. That's what's been your biggest drawback is the fact you can't pitch. Pitch good. You, you pitch good today. Uh, I don't know who your starter is tomorrow if you've mentioned a starter. You got Tanaka and Carrasco. That's going to be a really good pitching matchup. I like the Yankees to win that tomorrow. I think they take the series. Tanaka has been stellar over his playoff career. He's got a 176 ERA in 37 strikeouts and eight stars. That dude's going to be on it tomorrow. He's going to be dialed up. I got the Yankees beating the Indians. Um, yeah, that's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, so, yeah, just to confirm, so pitching matchups tomorrow in Yale, uh, you got Berrios from Minnesota against TBD for Houston. So as of quarter to midnight Pacific time on Tuesday, we don't know who's pitching for the Astros. Uh, Dallas Keuchel against the White Sox. That's going to be interesting. Uh, he's going to go up against the A's MVP this year, Chris Bassett, who had a 5-2 record, 229 ERA. He had a 2.1 war, so he, he's really come alive this year. Um, I wanna, I, I'm going to go with the White Sox. I, I'm interested to see how well Keuchel does in the playoffs not for the whites or not for the Astros. Uh, and then Hunjun Ru is going to be starting for the Blue Jays tomorrow uh, against Tyler Glass now of the Rays. Another really good pitching matchup. I'm excited for that. that that's going to be really good to watch. Uh, let's move on to the, a or the NL, excuse me. 
Uh, so the match of the one versus eight matchup, we have the Dodgers and the Braves. This is a difference of 34 games, or no, 14 games, excuse me. Uh, Dodgers were 43 and 17 this year. Brewers were 29 and 31. I think that's a 14 game difference. Yeah. Um, what can I say about the Dodgers? The Dodgers are fucking good. They have Mookie Betts for who they got for 75 cents, 50 cents on the dollar. Cody Bellinger, Cor- Corey Seager, Jock Peterson. I mean, Justin Turner. I can go on and on about the fucking LA Dodgers. That the, that team is fucking good. Um, you know, they're going to start Walker Bueller tomorrow. Uh, hopefully he's healthy enough to perform. You know, uh, the Dodgers should th- – this is the Dodgers' year to go win a fucking World Series. The N- the rest of the NL has some decent teams, but the Dodgers have been on a tear this year. They're really good. They're really competitive. They have all the stars. Um, the, the MLB has been waiting for five years now for this Dodgers-Yankees World Series. This has to be the year that it happens. This, that might be, it might be the year they say baseball. Who knows? But I got the Dodgers beating the Brewers. The Brewers have Christian Yelich, and I think that's about it. I mean, even Yelich was injured, I think, for a certain extent this year. But I, I remember when they were playing the Cubs this year, I was watching a few of those games. It's like, yeah, this team, the, the Brewers don't have it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think they have some decent pitching. I, I, I shouldn't lie. Like Brandon Woodruff, Woodruff, Corbin Burns, you know, those guys have been doing all right. Um, but outside of the, like Josh Hader at closer, yeah, he's been, you know, all right. Devin Williams, yeah. You know, the pitching's all right. The hitting concerns me a little bit. Um, outside of Yelich, like Bra- Ryan Braun is a 281 on base percentage. Avasil Garcia, three thirty. Yeah, like the, the the hitting concerns me. Look out for Dan Vogelback, former Seattle man or former Toronto Blue Jay. He has a four eighteen on base percentage this year, in fifty eight at bat, sixty seven plate appearances. He's got four home runs. Vogelback could do some damage against the Dodgers potentially, but I got the Dodgers taking this easily. Uh, against the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't think it's going to be that close. I I think the Dodgers are just that much better than um, the Brewers. All right, Cincinnati and Atlanta. Uh, Okay. Uh, The Reds starting pitching, I – I, God, that's so – they're so good. Uh, Trevor Bauer, Cy Young candidate, question mark? Uh. I, I would say definitely the MVP of that team, without a doubt. Um, Trevor Bauer gets to start tomorrow. He takes on Mac, Max Pride of the Atlanta, Atlanta Braves. You know, I don't know that the Reds have enough hitting to get by here. I mean, they got Votto, um, Jesse Winker. Winker, 
yeah, you know, there's something there, but I, I, Atlanta's really good too. Um, Atlanta's really good when you got Acuna, uh, Albes, like fucking, oh God, the, the Braves team. Let me take a look at this Braves team because this Braves team is actually, yeah, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albes, Dansby Swanson, Ender Encarte, uh, Acuna, like, man, this team is is so good. Um, Marcelo Sunya, Asuna, like, really, really, really good team, Atlanta. I got to go with the Braves. I think the Braves are more complete than the Reds. I think they're better than the Reds. Um, I think also the Reds or the Braves are motivated because last year, going back to last year's NLDS matchup against the Cardinals, the Braves gave up 10 runs in the first inning to St. Louis. The, the Braves were embarrassed on home field in game five of the NLDS. I think that's going to motivate them. I think it's going to be close, but I think it's the Braves who are going to win this. Um, look out, you know, Bride's going to have a good game. I would think pitching tomorrow. So will Bauer. It's going to be a pitching duel. Um, but look, look out. All right. Look out from Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson. All right. Those two guys are going to go off. I would think this series, um, three versus six matchup. The Cubs are going to be playing the Marlins. You know, I don't know about this Marlins thing about them making the playoffs, mostly because they got COVID. I would be kind of scared to go up against them, uh, because I would, think my team would get it I don't know that it's totally clear their system but I am going to talk about the Miami Marlins who made the playoffs with Don Mattingly at manager Derek Jeter as the CEO and their team is kind of shit mostly shit like they did not have a player with a war of two wins above the placement of two their best is Brian Anderson and Brian Anderson's a third baseman who, I mean, put up some decent numbers, not going to lie, but like Miguel Rojas, like Miguel Rojas is your second best option. Yeah, it's not great. Um, they have an, an outfield, which I'm pretty sure I could have put in like MLB 2K11 with Corey Dickerson, former Cincinnati Red, Starling Marte, former Pittsburgh Pirate, Matt Jost, former Tampa Bay Ray. I don't think, yeah, Jonathan Villar is not on this team. Lewis Brinson is a name I hear, and I don't know if he's good or not. I mean, he's got a 268 on base this year, so he's probably not that great. Um, probably going to get traded in the offseason like any decent player. Oh, Ryan LeVarnway played five games for the Marlins this year. That's cool. Former Red Sox. He's a um, graduate of Yale, I think, because the brand is all about Yale. Uh, Logan Forsythe's on his team, former San Diego Padre. Francisco Cervelli. Wow, this is really giving me a flashback. This team was really been trying to tank. Um, yeah, a couple decent relievers, and Nick Vincent and Brad Boxberger. Yeah. What do you know? This Marlins team might actually be something. Uh, who are they playing? Oh, the Cubs. Oh, never mind. Uh, the Cubs are really good. Um, 
I have a buddy of mine who lives in the States, big Cubs guy, and I was texting him, I'm going to say August, early August. Um, he, Yeah, we were basically just shooting the shit, and I brought up, like, should we just give the Cubs a division? Like, 10 games in, it's like, we should just give the Cubs their division title because there's no one who's better than them. Uh, credit to David Ross, manager, first year, former ESPN broadcaster. You, you played on the team when they won the World Series in 2016. So, uh, Hugh Darvish has had a wonderful season. He's probably the MVP. He should, I would think, get the start tomorrow for the Cubs. Oh, it's Kyle Hendricks. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair, too. Um, Hendricks has a 288 ERA. Darvish has a 201 ERA. So, you know, both guys are pretty good and really fun to watch. John Lester's still kicking around. I wonder what I got rid of him. Um, Cubs hitting is good. You got Rizzo. Uh, Jason Kipnis is their second baseman, in case you didn't know. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, Ian Happ. Jason Hayward is hitting almost 400 on base. Uh, Chris Bryant, also a third baseman. Um I think he's been dealing with some injuries this year and hasn't been that great. Um, Wilson Contreras, I forgot to mention at catcher. Listen, the Cubs are a complete team. There's a lot of the same similar pieces to 2016. They just have to hope that their pitching's good. Um, you know, between Hendricks, Darvish, somebody, maybe Advert, Alzola, maybe he gets something going. Bullpen's not great. Kind of underwhelming to a certain extent. Uh, Jim Jeffries is as closer, something, but not a whole lot. The bullpen is what really would concern me a little bit if you were um, the Cubs. More, I shouldn't say the bullpen. More the starters, like outside of Hendricks and Darvish, it's a bit of a toss-up. The bullpen's actually not too bad. It's just the starters I would I would be worried about. Um, and, and well, in today's game too with baseball, where we go to the bullpen in the fucking fifth and sixth innings now, where we can't just let starters start and just see how long they take. Um, let me go to the final matchup in the NL. We have the Padres and the Cardinals. Um, the Padres, their key to success, kind of like the Dodgers, kind of like the Braves, kind of like the Cubs. All these here's the thing. The the reason I didn't do that individually, but with all these NL teams to a certain extent, and you can say this about all of it, but with all these NL teams, it's really just let your stars carry you. Where let like the Dodgers have fucking boot uh, uh Betts, Bellinger, and like Justin Turner. Let those guys hit their way t- to your success. Corey Seager, let those guys hit your way to your success. But the Braves, let Freddie Freeman, let Acuna, let Albies, let all those guys hit your way. Swanson, let all those guys hit your way to success. You know, you're going to have some struggling pitching a little bit. Not a whole lot. Like, it's not – like, with the Braves pitching, it's still good. Not as great as some. The Dodgers have great great pitching. Like, just let your stars hit your way to success. That's the key to this. And – same thing with the Cubs is let your stars hit your way to this, hit your way through this, get to the World Series. But with the Padres, their key to success, kind of let your stars carry you, but also have fun. 
Like the San Diego Padres have been arguably the most fun, exciting team this year because they hit grand slams and they let their stars have fun. It's slam Diego. They hit like 10 grand slams this year. Fernando Tatis Jr., you can make an argument. It's a tough one. But you can make an argument that he's the NL MVP this year. But how good Tatis Jr. has been, he could be I, – I, I would think he could be MVP this year. I don't see why why he couldn't. Um, you know, like, look, okay, so let's look at Tatis Jr. He's got a 366 on-base percentage, a 571 slugging, 17 home runs, 45 ribbies, 11 stolen bases, shortstop, kids electric. Manny Machado is a guy. People didn't like him two years ago in the World Series when he was kind of being a dick, but he's actually not bad. You know, he's only 27. Like, the dude's phenomenal. Um, Eric Hosmer is a guy that had a pretty decent year as well. Uh, I'd be The catcher position concerns me a little bit because they've been kind of platooning, you know, Austin Hedges in there. Um, Austin Nola, Francisco Maillet has gotten a, 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 a look there. But it's really the catcher position that concerns me. But with the Padres, just have fun. Just make it make it fun. Like let Will Myers have fun. Let Tatis have fun. Manny Machado. Let your guys have fun. Like you haven't been here in a while. I know you want to win. You're probably not, but I could be completely wrong. But just have fun. Like just enjoy the experience of playing at home and playing playoff baseball. Um, you know. I'm gonna say with with the with the Cardinals, they they actually have some some decent pitching, um, that I would I would think would help them get to you know potentially a World Series. I'm not gonna say they are, but I mean, if you look at their pitching, like Adam Wainwright is still kicking around. He got a 3.15 ERA this year. Dakota Hudson is a really fine pro- player, 25 years old, 277 ERA. Um, you know, he only he only pitched 39 innings, you know, which you, you kind of would would like to see more, but I know that's not quite how it works. The bullpen has actually got some really decent numbers as well. But, you know, the the I, I have to take a look at see who the Cardinals have pitching tomorrow. Uh, Quang Hun Kim, who again had a really good season, three and zero this year, one sixty two ERA. Um, you know, a save. He he's someone that you know it's going to be interesting to watch and how he performs. Uh, uh, Petco Park in San Diego, hitters park, or excuse me, pitchers park. It's not a hitters park. Uh, it's more of a pitchers park. So. You know, he should see some success there, as should Chris Paddock. Really fucking cool starter. Uh, oh, he, he's been in, inconsistent a bit this year. Um, but, hey, Paddock gets the start. Quang Hun Kim gets the start tomorrow. Uh, the Cardinals hitters are, again, decent. Yadier Molina is going to be retiring here pretty soon. 
Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, 32. He, he's had a really good year, a 417 on base percentage. He's 37 walks. He's, he's almost got as many walks as strikeouts this year, which is quite impressive. Um, you know, you got you still have some of that Cardinals core a bit with Colton Young, Paul DeYoung, Paul DeYoung, um, Matt Carpenter, who's now 34. Wow, he's getting old. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, Canadian, former Seattle Manor. Uh, look out for him in left field. Harrison Bader in center. Um, you know, the team's decent. I think the Padres are going to beat the Cardinals. I just, the Padres, I, I more want the Padres to beat the Cardinals because I just think they're the more exciting, you know, team that you should look out for. Um, but again, the key for the Cardinals, you know, with the Cardinals, it's like, you gotta, you know, you got to be caring, you know, you got to have Goldschmidt doing well. You got to Molina doing well. Um, you know, Wong and the Young have to be doing well too. It's kind of just your, your core guys have to be doing well as well as your pitching. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I made a World Series pick. I said the Indians would be playing the Dodgers because I just like the Indians as a sleeper. I'm obviously not feeling confident about that after today. Uh, but I'm but there's not really a team like Tampa Bay would probably be the other team of the AL that I like. I, I the A's concern me. Um, the Twins concern me. Cleveland kind of concern me, but they were hot, and I liked some of their philosophy way of doing things of you know not banking entirely on the home run, trying to bat around the lineup. Um, so if it's not Cleveland, I would say it's Tampa Bay. Um, in the NL, I think it's the Dodgers. I I would it, it's really the Dodgers versus the field, and I'm going with the Dodgers. They, they have everything. They have excellent hitters. They you know have really good fielders. They have strong pitching, starters, and bullpen. It's the Dodger. It's the Dodgers pennant to lose in the NL. And what's interesting with the Dodgers is that they are tired of losing. It's Bets beat them a few years ago, but really for the real core guys like the Bellingers and the Seegers, uh, the Turners, Peterson, like those guys just want the Kershaws. They just want to fucking win a World Series. And this is a really good chance of doing it. You know, I, I really think like the Braves, Cubs, Padres type, even Cardinals, like, there's some pieces there. There's some talent there, but there are some holes and some weaknesses that do have you wondering a little bit. Um, but Hey, stranger things could happen. Who knows? And for all we know, um, one of those teams might make the world series. It, it wouldn't be a complete shocker. I'm just going with the Dodgers over the entire, entire field. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm going to be discussing my NBA finals prediction. It's coming up after the break. All right, we're back. So the NBA Finals starts in about 18 hours from now as I'm recording this. It's after midnight on Wednesday. Uh, the LA Lakers are playing the Miami Heat in the finals. Uh, it's Miami's first finals since 2015, 2014. I don't know for sure. Uh, so the Lakers' first finals since 2010. Um, a lot of storylines heading into this. Lots of excitement. Um, 
you know, I before I make my pick, I think it's obvious which team I'm taking. If you know me, you know which team I'm leaning towards. What I what I'm seeing from the Heat, from the Miami Heat, is a team that is talented all all around, like shooting, passing, interior. Um, transition. I, I see a team that is very complete and very balanced everywhere. Um, what I see with the LA Lakers is is a team that is based on skill, based on talent, uh, and just letting the stars perform. And, and it's kind of the same with Miami, but it's more to an elite level, considering that the two best players in this series uh, play for the Lakers. I can't – yeah, I can't think of a – I think the best players in the series would be LeBron, and then AD, Jimmy Butler. Bam Hero. Duncan Robinson. I don't know. I'm not – again, I'm not entirely a basketball guy, but I think that sounds about right. Um but here's here's what okay here's what Miami has to do to win this. This is winnable for Miami without a doubt. For Miami, their guards have to outplay the Lakers guards, which is not that big of an ask considering the Lakers guards have not been great. Uh, with I would say Rondo being the best guard in this series for the Lakers. I mean Danny Green has not been great. He's been far from it. Um, Caruso, I, I should say, like, Caruso, Caruso is weird to me. Like, he's not as good as the Heat's guards, but he's still something. Sneaky athletic. That dude, Again, I think I've said this about Caruso many times. That dude could jump into a whole bunch of different other sports and succeed, like lacrosse, rugby as a winger, um, ski jumping. Caruso could kill it in all those sports. Um, he's sneaky athletic. I just think if Miami's guards outplay the Lakers' guards, that's going to be troubling for the Lakers. And I don't think it's out of the question. I don't think um, the Lakers' guards will be better than Miami's. If, if Miami's guards are worse than the Lakers' guards, they're very much in trouble. Um, the other thing I would – I don't know how you would go about this. But I would assume if you're the LA Lakers, you're putting AD, your goal is to put AD on Bam. Um, he would be the defender that could match up with him the closest physically and size-wise and just makes sense, right? And you could have whoever your center, I'm assuming it would be Dwight for most of the game. He got quite a few minutes the other night. Um Dwight could be on whoever else, uh, or maybe they go to a small ball lineup. Doesn't matter. But I think I would think for the most part, it's eighty on Bam. If you're the Miami Heat, you got to find screens, ways to get eighty off of pick and rolls. Eighty has to be off of Bam. You have to figure out how to put Bam in a situation to succeed. Because if the Lakers neutralize Bam with AD. Um, 
it's one less option, but it's one less good option. Like, I don't know if you want to put your faith entirely in Hero and Robinson, because I would assume then LeBron is matched up on Jimmy Butler. I don't know that you want to put your faith ent- entirely on Hero and Robinson, on Hero Ball, literally. Um, but try and find creative ways to separate Bam from AD. I, I would think that would be another key to success um, for the Miami Heat. It's really those two. Those are really the two, I would think. It's just your guards have to outplay the Lakers guards and find opportunities for Bam to succeed. Uh, maybe they go to him early. Maybe they try and create some plays early on for him. Maybe they try and feed it down low. Maybe they, they're comfortable with him going against AD. I, I wouldn't be necessarily. I'd be a bit hesitant, but who knows? Uh, that, that, could, that could get really exciting as well. From the Lakers, you kind of just do what you've been doing, right? You kind of just been pick, picking and tearing teams apart like nobody's business. Um, obviously, you need to play good perimeter defense. Um, I don't know if you want to really necessarily double Jimmy. You're, you're probably going to see it quite a bit, but We'll see. Who knows? I, if I'm the Lakers, I just keep doing what I'm doing. Just everything. Same old, same old. Uh, don't switch it up. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's essentially what the Lakers are. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep following your plan. Keep following your path, and it'll work. Uh, my pick, my finals pick, I have the Lakers winning in five games. Uh, I've been generous the last few rounds saying that the Lakers are going to win at six. Because uh, I—that's how much respect I have for their opponents, and I'm still a little—I—I'm uh, not. Again, I am not completely 100% sold on the Lakers. Like I still think there's a few flaws. Uh, the defense, a little bit. The guards. Um, an injury can really, especially at the guard, can really fuck this team up. I'm going to say the Lakers in five, though. I, I just think if they can get some momentum early on, and it'll be really interesting to see how they create a finals atmosphere in the bubble in Orlando. Because if you ask the play, listening to the players who played in the hockey bubble in Edmonton and Toronto to a certain extent, they both said that it was really tough to get interested. It was really tough to get excited. It was really tough to almost believe that they were playing for the Stanley Cup. And I feel like we're going to have some of that in the Orlando bubble. And I think that favors Miami a little bit too. So it's kind of another thing that pushes Miami ahead a little bit, but get, makes me a little bit worried with the Lakers. Cause if it was in the Staples center and everywhere is going fucking crazy, I, I would really feel more confident in the Lakers, but who knows again, stranger things could happen. Uh, this is going to be a really good coaching matchup as well between Eric Spolstra and Frank Vogel. I, I'm going to take the Lakers in five. That's who I got winning the NBA Finals this year. Obviously, I'm biased. Obviously, I kind of wanted Toronto to get in so I could say that Toronto could win the East like I've been preaching all year, but it didn't happen. But kudos to this Miami Heat team. Kudos to the Heat. They made it. They overcame a lot of doubt and a lot of hate, and it got here. So congrats to them. Um yeah, I'm going to pass on the football tonight just because I got some other shit I got to do. Uh, but I hope this podcast was good. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening. 
we got more stuff coming on the way. Uh, but speaker piece and Biggie is out in the meantime. So peace out, dudes and dudettes.